Hello. Good evening. Welcome to X to the Zennial. We are Kat. And Stella. And Kat's throwing things around, just I so you know. Spill some water. It's fine. I didn't see in the carpet. I promise. <laughs> it's your carpet. Keep it clean. <laughs> it's not. It's my parents. Well, but this space is yours. It is. So we were kind of coming up with a topic for tonight, and I think like with most of our topics, it's really just about like something that we want to have a conversation about. Right. And so I asked you the other day about, um, because we're both like in the dating scene and doing things like, who do you send pictures to and what kind of pictures do you send? Right. right. Um, and I remember when we were in uh, South Carolina, <laughs> um, you had only just really started. I just started dating. Can I tell the story? Yeah, tell oh, the story. Oh, it's so fun. Okay, so I had just started <laughs> dating. Yeah. And I had been married and together with someone for 11 years. Yeah. And so I missed the whole, this is how you use apps, you know, all those things. So I got on Tinder and met this you know, guy, attractive, yeah. NICU nurse, adorable, yeah. like, wow, seems like a legit human. So immediately he's like, hey, can I have your number so we can text? And I was like, oh, okay, because, you know, I just didn't know all these right. things. I didn't know to not be aware. I'm, you know, from the 1920s. Come on. <laughs> and so super trusting. And uh, I was like, sure. So then I get this, you know, a text. And I open it up and bam, that is a dick looking right at me. Right. Peepee picture. <laughs> Well, and, you know, we had talked about in, in, um, the sex, uh, podcast and certainly in the dating podcast, like it's a strange thing to be that vulnerable just over technology, right? Oh, I think people, I think people are uninhibited yeah. through technology. I don't know if it's that they are being vulnerable. Like, are they legitimately But you have poorly? to be. Like, but is it really that emotional to take a picture of your private parts? Because I've done it now, and I didn't feel very emotional about it. I just I, thought it was funny. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's something to think about. So that that's our topic tonight is vulnerability. It is, it is, that's where the conversation started in terms of, you know, we'll send, I don't send nudes generally. And just to a strangers little, or even lovers? Let me just do a little disclaimer. Okay. I don't encourage sending nudes until you're comfortable, however. Yes. You and I are grown-ups, yes. right? So for people who are younger than fucking 40, <laughs> I want you to recognize that sending pictures of your body to a stranger has consequences. Oh, yeah. Even when we're just dating... Um, so that will be another topic, but I did want to have that disclaimer because it is vulnerability. It is. I know that you and I are casually about it and, and probably more so than we would be had we not been dating and in this app era. Right. But I also think that there is something to be said for that. Like we, we can talk casually about what we've sent Right. But, I, you know, for you even to say, like, I don't think it's vulnerability, I think it is. Well, absolutely. Right. I mean, we, we can be cavalier about it, yeah. but I do want there to be a discussion about the vulnerability that there is in sending pictures and the long-term consequences. That is not the That's, topic of today, yeah. but I do want you to consider that because we have listeners who are younger than us. Yeah, no, this is just, it's something that, yes, it does leave you vulnerable for your future, for your sure. career, yep. or if those things were to be found, especially if your face is showing in it. It opens up a vulnerability of potentially ruining your life. 
somewhere. Well, and, and, <laughs> and ruination is is short term and long term, right? Right. Right. Um, but but we'll get there, and and so I I want to talk about why we got to that place of because when I brought it to your attention, you said vulnerability. I, I did. I brought that. You're right. Right. Because there is there's a casualness to um. Sending a, a selfie, right? Okay, like, I'm going to send a selfie. I've got all my clothes on, blah. It was it was a vulnerability for me to even put my profile on Tinder. Yeah. Because in in my job, and certainly in your job, even though there's, like, age limits and all the things. Right. Like, there's nothing that won't say that I could potentially run into a client. Or that I could potentially, when Tindering, run into my brother's best friend who I grew up with. Right? That was funny because I swiped yes just to be like, haha, what are you doing on this shit? <laughs> Did he swipe yes back? No. Right. So now I'm still awkward about the whole damn thing for the and rest see, of my life. That That's is a vulnerability. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying yes, is ma'am. that there is a vulnerability even in, in starting a profile. Absolutely. There is a vulnerability in... Well, um, you're taking a risk or a gamble. You're taking a chance. You're doing something unknown and unexpected. But you're also Opening. putting yourself out there. Yes. And And if we just think about the concept of vulnerability, like, we put ourselves out there a hundred million times a day yeah. without really thinking about the consequences, right? Well, let's take safety, for example. You get in your car. Sure. You drive to your office every day. That's a vulnerability of safety right there on the road. You're interesting that those other people around you. Are going to be safe. Or paying attention. Or paying atten- aren't on their phones. Right. Their makeup. Yeah. Exactly. They're not going to run you off the road. I almost got sideswiped today, speaking of that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, and, and I don't want to encourage anxiety for no. people because I think that, you know, you and I are anxious humans. We've talked yeah. about that on the podcast. Um... I, you know this, I am a fucking germaphobe, like, <laughs> so I don't bad. like to touch random pens, like, I'm weird about doorknobs, like, I, I put myself out there yes. even though I'm very scared, right? Yeah. So that is vulnerability. Right. But. Being mindful, though, of, you know, keeping that balance in check, though. Sure. So you don't become anxious. Right. Or so that I don't very become, important. like, a shut-in and just, like, never leave my house because it's terrifying. Right. Just, yeah. <laughs> Keep it in check. But I think that there's, you know, there's some other aspects of vulnerability that are, um, especially because we are dating, especially because we are meeting new humans, really recognizing, like you had said when we opened up the the subject when we were just talking about it, of like, I have a hard time asking for my needs from my friends, but I'll send a picture with no shirt on to a stranger. Right. It's a different level. I think that there's just maybe different categorical levels of vulnerabilities that people feel more comfortable and more safe with and don't maybe evaluate the risk in. You know, your right. younger audience not evaluating that risk of sending that nudie selfie. Sure. You know what I mean? And, so, and I think that's, that's where talking about vulnerability and really kind of recognizing that when you are vulnerable, there is a certain level of risk. Right. And that risk can be high or low depending on the activity or situation, but... That's where we start the conversation, right? Mm-hmm. So it is interesting to think I I will or potentially one of our listeners will talk to a stranger online, right? Mm-hmm. Like or using an app or right. whatever. Like you have said, I prefer to talk to them on the app. And some apps you can't send pictures. Right. Um, some apps you're just like having a conversation. Right. And then if somebody wants to move to texting, that for you is a vulnerability. Yes, that's because I got the traumas, the DP. Right, and so when when a human, 
male human, sends a picture of their anatomy, what they aren't recognizing is what you and I will do with that picture, right? Show it to all my friends. Right, and laugh. And laugh. Or, um, yeah, like, there's, um... There's certain uh, forums on social media where you can post, like, pictures of weirdos on the internet, right? Like, here's Whoa. a weirdo, a dating weirdo <laughs> who, you know, sent me all this stuff. And and that's the thing is wow. that there is vulnerability in these things. And it could be, it could be the other way around, right? I send a, a picture without a shirt on and then he could share that to, you know, I don't know, hot therapists not wearing shirts. Um, right. that could be Dot a forum, com. right? <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, but do make that website. <laughs> yes and no. I won't be on it. But that, that's what I'm saying is there's a level of vulnerability that we're not thinking about yes. when we do that. Mm-hmm. Because we're open. we are open, but the risk is still there. Yes. Right. And so what quiets that voice? I wonder. Well, so there's two things, right? Cause what you said when we were talking about it is I have a hard time asking my friends for my needs. Yeah. My friends, people I love and trust and care about. Right. right. Right? The next level of that would be the person I'm dating, I struggle with saying, hey, I'm not feeling really good tonight. Or I'm feeling really sad. Yeah. And I'm struggling because this time of year I get depressed. Right. Right? If I don't say that to my partner or to someone I care about, mm-hmm. they're not going to know why I'm shutting down. Right. And that takes a lot of vulnerability. There's a lot of risk in yeah. saying... There's something wrong with me. Right. Even if I know that there's not something wrong with me, but right. I'm not feeling my best. Like, right. there's something wrong with me. I know I'm not on my A game right now. Right. And so I think that's that's what the conversation is about. Like, how do I ask for my needs and who do I feel safe asking my needs from? Right. So give me an example of somebody that you feel comfortable mm-hmm. asking for your needs from. Um, well, you're one. Okay. And then I would say my really, really great friend. I'm not going to use his name from college. Yeah. But, yeah, I feel very, very easy. If I needed something, I would feel very, very safe okay. in saying, like, hey, I need a favor. I need a solid. Can you give me a ride to the airport? Yeah. Can you listen to me? Because I'm feeling really low and down and depressed and in the dumps and, sure. and I'm having a shit storm of life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I absolutely have no, no qualms, no, no insecurities, no fears, no anything of being that vulnerably commu- in communication and okay. expression of my genuine self okay. with. Okay. And so, um, I have two other friends, one in Colorado who I've known since seventh grade, mm-hmm. have no problem, no problems at okay. all. Same deal. And then my friend in Texas okay. who I've known since college, absolutely same deal. Just, awesome. this is where I'm at. I'm having a shitty day. And I have, oh, I have another friend in Indiana. They're all gone. Um, so <laughs> but it, but it, but like, yes, if you but needed... I have a network. Yes. And that of people that I can be so myself with in any form that that takes shape of that day. So I'm, I'm going to point something out. When I asked you that, you named friends. Yes. And you didn't say family. That's so odd. Well, my sister's not old enough yet. She's That's like, fine. Hey, but even to... like. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't either. Like my yeah. family doesn't live here, but, and, and I have two of my sisters I'm really close with. Mm-hmm. Um, and my third sister probably won't listen to this, but, um, two of my sisters, if I'm having a shit day, I can say that to them. Right. Awesome. 
they're not here, so I couldn't ask them for stuff. But when it comes down to, so when I'm really depressed, like when my brain is telling me all the negative things, it says that I'm really lonely and I don't have anybody and I can't ask anybody for anything and all the things. Right. When I'm pushed <laughs> to, I like, you know, I can say like I'm just having a shitty day. Mm-hmm. And certain friends will be like, what's going on? And then they will say, um, you know, I, I can be there for you. Like, they'll say that, which I right. love. It's beautiful to hear that, all the things. I'm still not asking. Right. So I won't ask my friends. When I am not in a good place, I will not. I wow. shut down and I am not asking. And I feel very lonely hmm. when I'm like that. Sorry. When I test it, I know that I can call you. Yes. I can call, you know, my top five really close friends. Right. I can say, hey, let's let's hang out. Or I, I still won't say I'm depressed, but I'll say, you know, hey, let's hang out. Right. Right. Let's go to um, dinner. Let's go dance. Let's go absolutely. do something fun. I have um, a couple friends where if I just need to be negative, because I really try not to be negative. Yeah. I really try not to bitch and complain. Um, it's just not helpful for me because you're going to get in that spiral of bitching yeah. and complaining. Right. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately or unfortunately, a lot of my friends are therapists. Yeah. <laughs> Good That's and awesome. bad. Yeah. I mean, it is, but I also don't need therapy from my friends. Exactly. And so when they're therapizing me, I will shut it down. Yeah. I don't need you to therapize me right now. I no, don't. you need a friend. Right. And there's a difference, right? Absolutely. So I can ask for that. Yes. Um, But if I needed help with, like, my car or if I had a fucking flat tire or whatever, I am the kind of person who will not ask. That vulnerability for me, and it's not good, but it's true. Right. Is I, I'll ask a stranger before I ask my people. Wow. Because. So different. Yeah. That's. So it's different just we are and how we. Yeah. Everybody is. Everybody's really unique in like who they can feel safe and open and, and, and feel that, you know, that drive to, to have that vulnerability with. Right. And, and that's really interesting because. When I get, like I said, when I get in my head about things, mm-hmm. I feel very isolated. Yeah. I know that it's not true, like logically, right. but allowing myself to be vulnerable in that way is really fucking hard. Yeah. Right? And if I, if I go to breakfast with you and we talk about things, like then I can be vulnerable. Right. But if I was on fucking fire, I'll call 911 before I ask a friend. Wow. Yeah. And that, that is vulnerability. That, that is vulner- Well, you just shared his vulnerability. Thank you for sharing. Sure. That was really open. Well, because it's hard for me. Yeah, I know it was. I watched your face. <laughs> I watched your face. Let's use some humor. And, and so sharing your pain, like, I can talk about pain all day. Like, you and I had that really long trip, and we talked about everything. Everything. Which I think then led us to be able to be comfortable being vulnerable with each other. Absolutely. And Absolutely. we call each other on shit. and. Yeah. A non-therapeutic way, right. which is really I am helpful. your friend right now. <laughs> and as a friend, I'm telling you not that shit off. Right? Exactly. But, you know, family, I have a hard time being vulnerable with family. Even the, the two sisters? So my two sisters, sister. no. But, like, I... Like, mom. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. And brother. And I, I have learned... My brother's better, but I have learned growing up in the family that I did... Uh-huh. I don't have a problem being my 100% genuine self. Like, I'm not going to hide who I am, yeah. and that's a, a form of vulnerability, right. but I'm also not going to ask them for anything. Because growing up in the family that I grew up in, 
I had to be the strong one. Right. I had to be the backbone. I had to be the one to shove down my pain and work through it. Yeah. So I'm not going to be vulnerable with them. Right. See, growing up my family, we all just were doing our own thing all the time. So yeah. never ever stopped and, like, talked and listened to each other. So I felt, you know, formed those vulnerabilities with friends and those emotional connections, you know, whether they're wired into my brain or they're just a behavioral yeah. reflex. That was my upbringing because, you know, my dad was off hiking and computering and my mom was sewing and quilting and crafting and arting and my brother was dumping over porta potties and, yeah. and I was doing sports and key club. We were all just really busy and we had our own interests and our own hobbies and our own things that we were doing. We'd reunite on Sunday, bond over the Simpsons, not talk, and then split for the week and do it all over again. Yeah. So, yeah, so my, my formation was with external resources. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, a lot of people, I had some people in my experience through professionals and, and like talking to friends, like there are people who their family is not someone they can be safe with, is not someone they can be open with. Right. You know, I, I have, um, you know, my, my ex-husband, um, his mom literally has no idea who he is. Like wow. not a clue. She, he is as open as he can possibly be, mm -hmm. but does not feel safe being his genuine self with them. Right. And, and to say things, you know, we, he and I have a sense of humor and talk about things and, but he can be vulnerable with me, but not vulnerable with anybody else. Um, which I'm grateful to be right. that person. But I also recognize that like, that's gotta be really hard. Mm -hmm. Right? That he can only share those things with me and, and like, with our little family, like our daughter. Right. Um, I hope that I have created a space for my daughter to be able to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. um, she and I have worked a lot on boundaries. Mm -hmm. She and I have worked a lot on um, being able to say things. And even now, there's certain things that I don't know about her life and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I think that, you know, she and my brother... Um, my brother spent a lot of time in our household and like he can be him, his, his vulnerable self to whatever degree he feels comfortable. Right. Um, but I think that family can, can be like, it's supposed to be who mm -hmm. you can be vulnerable with or, mm -hmm. you know, there's all these myths about how family, um, you know, it's us against the world. And, and I, I definitely grew up in this house that was like, we don't talk to people about what happens in our home, which mm -hmm. is a really negative thing. Yes. And a, a, a difficult um it's very concept. restrictive it is That's because very... you, you don't want to um be vulnerable or talk about the things that are happening in your household right. with other people secrets you're, absolutely you're trained in the secrets and there's lots of families that are like that. absolutely there right? absolutely are and, you know, it, that's why I pointed out, like, you didn't, when I asked you who you could be vulnerable if you didn't say your family. And I'm not. Yeah. I just, I'm not. Um, but there are certain people that we feel comfortable sharing our emotional selves with, right? Our, our feelings, our when we're down, all the stuff. And then um, our intellectual stuff. So there are ideas that you and I have talked about that we don't necessarily talk about with everyone. We don't need to talk about Flat Earth right now. <laughs> or do we? No, we don't. Survival apocalypse? Yes. Zombies? Well, yeah, like... Guns. You know, the fact that, yeah, guns, guns are, like, prepping or, you know, there's certain ideas Drinking that... Drinking your urine. <laughs> we don't want to talk about We don't want to talk about that right now. But I do, you know, the, the things that you're not supposed to talk about in polite society or in mixed company... Party. No, I talk about <laughs> I talk about sex with everybody. Right. Um, but, you know, like, those things of, like, politics, religion are things right. that you don't talk about. 
Yes. Income. Like, you don't talk right. about those things. Right. But with people that you're vulnerable with, you can totally talk about those things. I talk about my income with everybody because you can just Google my name and <laughs> well, you're Sunshine, a state Sunshine Law State, you know exactly how much I'm making or not making. <laughs> right. Yes. But, you know, you're not going to talk about that on a first date necessarily. No. I'm not going to tell somebody they can do this. Right. I mean, you just told everybody else they could. But. You're welcome, listeners. <laughs> but that that's, it's its one of those things that our society is set up for us to be conscientious. Whether or not we're being vulnerable is a different thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Are these, are, are these societal boundaries? Well, they're societal norms mm-hmm. that because they can cause conflict and people to feel uncomfortable, they are less vulnerable. Ooh. Right? Yes. When we think about, the, uh, we're going into the holidays. I'm actually going to teach a workshop on Cody for the holidays. Oh, yeah. Um, which I'm super excited about. But um, when we feel uncomfortable and we don't want to be vulnerable with certain people, we shut down. Yeah. And the unfortunate thing about not being vulnerable is you then formulate a, a self that is not genuine to who you actually are. Well, because you're a little guarded. A little guarded, a or lot guarded. Or you got guarded, the Great Wall like, of China up. You're, right. You know, whatever level that is that's driven maybe by the anxiety of that vulnerability and sharing. And that concept of, you know, kind of being your genuine self right. is difficult for people because they, they feel like people are going to judge them, people are going to get hurt, people are going to... Perceive them in a certain way. Sure. In a, in a bad way, in a negative light. It always is that negative, that negative bitch in your head voice. Right. It comes from somewhere. It comes from somewhere. And that somewhere is usually, and I tell clients that, um, if you grew up in a household where one or both parents really focused on what would people think, Mm -hmm. right? That gives you anxiety. But that concept of what would people think is so much bullshit because nobody gives a fuck. Right. How how many hours a day do you spend, like, overthinking some random stranger on the street that you saw wearing a wig? Like, zero? Like, exactly! Nobody <laughs> gives a fuck! Right. Wear your hair! Right, or do or you? Do, exactly, that's what I mean by wear your hair. Yeah. Do you. Do what you want to do, because really... Nobody gives a nobody fuck. Nobody really gives a fuck. And, and that, I posted a meme, I think, on, on Linux, too, of nobody gives a fuck, and there's, like, a little sad face, and then after that was, like, nobody gives a fuck, and it's kind of awesome. That is right? awesome. But, I, I mean, it, it is one of those things that when we talk about vulnerability, um, you know, Brene Brown does an amazing job, and the, the two books I wanted to mention, I love Brene Brown. I think that she is amazing. She has an amazing, um, if you just Google Brene Brown vulnerability, um, you can find a million of her TED Talks and all the things. But the two books that I really recommend a lot, um, it, Daring Greatly is one of them, and Braving the Wilderness. Um, the other book is by somebody, Ronson. Um, fuck, it's not, it's uh, mm, The Art of Not Giving a Fuck, I think. Not the life-changing magic of not giving a fuck, which is also a good book. Um, But I recommend these books because when we talk about being vulnerable, when we talk about being our genuine selves, when we talk about kind of being comfortable in your own skin, Mm -hmm. like when I think about integrity, Mm -hmm. I think about someone who lives their values and walks the walk and talks the talk, right? Speaks the truth. Yeah. 
But they live their truth. Yeah. Right? And and you know this. Speak it, live it, learn it, love it. It has taken me a long time to be comfortable in my skin. Yes. But I really like who I am. That being said, I could give zero fucks about what anybody on the planet thinks of me, except for the people that care about me. Right. Which is really hard to say out loud. Right? Because I'm not going to ask for help. I'm working on it, but... I really struggle to do it. And part of that is just my upbringing. Part of that is my Cody part of, and it's not my Cody. Like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to impose on you, Mm -hmm. but I also don't want to, I don't want to show that. I don't know. Like I'm still working on it. Well, I don't want to need anybody. I don't even want to need you in the slightest. I don't want to learn how to even need your help in the slightest when they need your help. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, my first instinct is I don't need help. But with the flat tire, you asked the stranger. Well, I would probably change it before I asked a stranger, but... Fuck yeah, you would! I can change my own tire, too. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, that... It's, it's a good thing and a bad thing. Right. Because I recognize that when I am at my lowest, I'm not going to ask for help. I would, I would just as soon make an appointment with a counselor and talk to a stranger because that's easier to do than talk to people I care about and that care about me, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and in a partner, I have never had a partner who could hold that for me. Right. And well, that's just, that's something to consider. So when we think about, like, our love partners, like, people that we spend our time with that want to spend our life with, can we be vulnerable with them? We, sh- I'm going to, oh, I almost should it. I almost <laughs> should it all over the place. Gosh, put that back in your mouth. I was going to say we should be, but in my experience when I was married, I would say I was functioning at about 90% because I still gave a fuck what he thought about me. And some things are just a little too outlandish and a little too vulnerable for me to even cross that boundary. Okay. Um, and so uh, some of those were uh, sexually being fearful of opening up and asking for certain things, even in a marriage. Like, right. oh, I don't want my partner to judge that I I want to try this, you know, whatever stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say it all out. Can't even go there with you, with my listeners. I'm so Which sorry. Which is funny because you totally talked about your first sex experience and all these other things, but, and, and exactly, really, right like, there, we though. can talk to strangers, we can say these things out loud, and be vulnerable, right. but in our intimate relationships, that's a little bit more challenging. It, it can be, and some people, I mean, they are 100%, maybe, it, that's what it appears, that's how they speak, sure. that's how they uh, explain their relationship with their partner, um, and, and it seems that, yeah, they are 100% vulnerable, taking shits in front of each other, and having the butt sex, and, you know, <laughs> eating off each other's plates, and picking each other's boogies, and all over each other's bodies, and all those vulnerabilities, but also, too, just, I told my husband about, you know, my depression, and, and my husband and I are talking about our marriage problems every night, or me and my partner are... Um, you know, working on our sex life because, you know, we're not congruent in that way. I had to express to my partner that I don't like the way that they kiss me. Mm-hmm. And I had to really open that up because I knew it would hurt them. Right. So I knew I had to choose my words and approach that in such a way that, you know, was making sure that my needs were met 
and not hurting their feelings. I had to be vulnerable in the, in the fact that I would be hurting them and that's hard right. for me to do. Absolutely. So there's a lot of examples that I just laid out there and, and I don't know, in a relationship, again, that should, should word, should you be and could you be and would you be? Well, and, and that's, it, it, every relationship is different, right? But it's interesting because I think more females are open to expressing themselves and I can only speak from a female perspective as we're right. not dudes. But being vulnerable in that way where we can say to our friends, oh my God, blah, 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 my period. Right? right? But to your partner, you can't. I mean, there's all these things online about dating and should you be able to fart in front of your partner? And Have sex when you're on your period. Right. Like all of those things. And I think that on some level, the stakes are lower with a stranger Right. Right? If I'm if I'm just having a hookup and I fart, I'm like, okay, I don't give a Belch, shit. Like fart and give if, a shit in their toilet. <laughs> if you put me in certain positions, like gas will happen, right? Like that's <laughs> just a thing. And if I never see you again, I give no fucks. Right? right. Like, but if I'm in an intimate relationship, what I know to be true is my communication, even though I teach communication skills, like sometimes I'm a shitty communicator. I can take I can take a client and a couple through all the skills and things, but when I am feeling extra vulnerable, mm-hmm. I shut down. Mm-hmm. If somebody is if somebody I care about and I care about their opinion, if they are sharing something with me and I don't agree with them and the way that they come at me is more aggressive, I'm not giving you my opinion. Right. I don't feel safe. Safety. Being vulnerable. It's huge. Because if I have an opinion that differs from yours, and it's significant, Mm -hmm. and I just heard you say something about, for example, liberals, or, you know, whatever. Then Republicans and Democrats. Well, but if I've heard you say something negative, that's going to shut me down. Right. I'm not going to be vulnerable. It's like the first date smackdown. So when I was in the dating realm, the tendering um, apps times, like first dates, men would lay the smack down. Yeah, I never want to get married and don't want to have kids. Yeah. I'm glad you drew that boundary. I know that this is just going to be about flirting, dinner, drinks, maybe sex if we're vibing. Right. Right? But I'm not going to build a... I'm not even going to consider you I'm to build a life I'm not even going to consider you as someone that I go on more than maybe five dates with because I don't want to be vulnerable and get emotionally connected to somebody that I know will not fulfill or meet my needs. Right. Because you know that that is a need going into it. Yeah. There's like 55 of them out there from like 2017. Same yeah. rhetoric every time. Yeah. So... And, and that's, you know, and, and that could change over time. But if they're laying it down at the beginning, that's a vulnerability. Yeah. They are being very vulnerable right sure. there, too. This is who I am, and I'm putting it out on the table. Yeah. Take it or leave it, cheeky. Right. And so then you can decide. Right. But it's interesting that certain levels of vulnerability... Like I said, you're, you're, you're texting with a stranger. Yes. And I'm going to send you a picture, even just of my face, right? Like, right. And, and we think about... And I think about... So a few... Weeks ago, I got off of Snapchat. Right. Because I was just like, I don't want to keep doing this. Like, I'm just going to take a break. And then um, I don't use any of the animal face filters. I don't use any of the other filters. I just, um, you know, there's one filter that I kind of like. Yeah. Um, But I also use my camera and can do some things on there that are not, and again, I'm not like changing my face or my body. Like, I don't 
Photoshop anything. Like, that's just right. not who I am. Um, so I got off Snapchat for, like, a minute. And then I was like, oh, but I kind of like how it takes pictures, right? So I got back on. But recognizing that I will send you a picture of me with no makeup. Like, I have no objection to that. There are certain people who will not. There are we, there are actual women and men who don't leave their house unless they're fucking fully dressed and fully made up. I don't leave the house and, like, if I'm going to the gym, I will wear workout clothes. Yeah. But if I'm going out and further society, I will wear society clothes, like pants. Yeah. Like, not gym pants. Gotcha. Like, real pants. Yeah. See, I... Unless I go to your house. <laughs> That's fair. But I, I mean, I'll, I'll leave the house in, you know, like, stretchy pants. Right. You know, uh, uh, certain levels of, like, leggings See, or yoga pants. Like, I don't care. Right. I will leave the house with no makeup on. I am the kind of human who gives, like, zero fucks because nobody is looking at me. Literally. See, and every me, once in a while, I'm like... It's voice. What will people think? It's voice. The evil, you gotta fix yourself before you leave the house. You can't, you don't, you these clothes are fix for there. Yourself. You gotta, that you is an fix interesting yourself. statement. Isn't that? Because what is that saying to you? That means I'm inherently flawed and not really, really, like I need to improve myself for society. Right. I know, I've critically thought this over. Yeah. So that's why I pre-wear pajamas to your house. There you go, right? I don't care. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the thing, is that there's a level of vulnerability there. Yeah. At some point... You you could or could not do whatever you want makes you happy, but at some point, I have gotten to the place of like zero fucks what anybody else thinks, and especially strangers. So the further out from my circle, right, I don't care, right. And right. even with my partner, like if I'm dating somebody, I'm going to pee with the door open <laughs> because <laughs> I am still having a conversation with you. Yeah, we did it earlier this evening. Absolutely. And girls can go to the bathroom together, and that's totally fine. Right. If I'm with someone, I will tell you, I am going to go to the bathroom with the door open. Are you cool with that? Keep talking. Right? If you're not cool with that, then don't come where the door is, because that's going to be open. <laughs> like, that's a level of vulnerability, right? Yes. I don't get scared in a parking lot. I don't get scared. I'm not a scared human, generally. But if you ask me to be emotionally vulnerable with you and tell you that I'm having a hard time, I am a scared human. Yeah. It is an interesting thing to consider that vulnerability is that wide a range yeah, this is, of potential. Well, we've been podcasting for about 34 minutes now, and we have just covered so much. Absolutely. The spread of it, it is interwoven into so, so many things, so yeah. many components and parts of our lives and how we, our thoughts, our emotions, our feelings, our brain heart. Right. And so that, that's the other piece, you know, from a mental health perspective, um, I have talked to a lot of people about a lot of different things, right? Mm -hmm. I love my job for that reason. Yes. But I also recognize that vulnerability is kind of the biggest piece in terms of accepting who you are and where you're at. Yep. And managing your anxiety, right? And managing your depression. Right. Because if You've grown up in a household of what would people think. Right. You are under the distinct impression that people think about what you're doing all they care. day and all night. Right. What well, they care is different. Because if they actually care, if yeah. they actually care about you. Then they're emotionally engaged. And they're not going to be judging you. Exactly. And and that that's 
that sounds harsh, especially like family, because they obviously care about you. Right. But if that care comes with judgment, you are less likely to be vulnerable. Or with if that them. care came with conditions when you were growing up. Sure. Or that love, the love that you felt from your parents came with conditions. I will love you if, I love you only when, I seem to feel love from my parents only when I. Or if that's how you were receiving it. Right. If that was the message, maybe that wasn't the message that was intentionally directed. Sure. But that's the message that was received. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's going, it's going to fuck with you. Yeah. However you look at it. So, I mean, that that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about, certainly with this conversation with vulnerability. It's interesting where it started. All right. And, you know, kind of then where it went. But the, the piece to really remember is you can choose who you want to be vulnerable with, and to what degree. Absolutely. When you start with, and, and one of the things that Brene Brown talks about is soft front, strong back, right? If you go in with the strength of security in who you are and the integrity of this is my truth no matter what, right? you're strong, right? You are mm-hmm. capable of taking whatever happens. Right. When you open yourself up to the potential to be hurt, that is vulnerability. In her videos, you know, and, and certainly in, in her books, she talks about the idea of having children. Mm-hmm. Um, I take my role as a mother very, very seriously. But there is nothing more vulnerable than having someone that I made with my body go out into the world and then to trust everyone else to respect and love her as much as I do. Yeah. Whew. That is the hardest thing to do as a parent. Ultimate, ultimate. Because, and I'm emotional about it because I love her so much. Um, and she's listening and rolling her eyes. But... <clears throat> That is a hard thing to do. Yeah. And I do it every day. Yes. Because she's a grown-up and I trust her. I don't trust the rest of the world. Yeah. But I have to trust that she can handle herself. Right? That she's going to make good choices and that she's going to allow herself to be vulnerable. Right. In a world that's terrifying. Yeah. It's an overwhelming world we live in. Absolutely. And as parents, like, we love them so much and we have to give them all the tools and skills. And that's why it's it's difficult, you know, because we don't want our children to feel pain. No, We absolutely. don't want our children to feel disappointment or any of the negative feelings. But here's the deal. They're going to. Right. Because we cannot bubble wrap them. No, it's not possible. Then they would have no experiences, no life, no nothing. It would be very, it'd be a sad life. Absolutely. It would not be fun. And so I, I get emotional about it when I think about the world that she's in. Right. And she's 26 years old. Like, she's a fucking badass. Like, I have raised a warrior queen. You have? She's amazing. She is amazing. She's amazing. And I'm not just saying that because she's mine. I'm saying no, that because she really is fucking amazing. true, right? You can check her resume. She's amazing. <laughs> But I still get terrified. I get overwhelmed with Isabella and she, she my sister. I yeah. didn't make her in my body, but I have loved her since the moment she was born into this world. Sure. And I've gotten choked up before 
at work thinking like, I hope Isabella's okay on the playground. I hope there's not strangers on the playground. And just get this overwhelmed, like, wow, the world's such a scary place. It's just so little. Right? Yeah, it's it's an it's overwhelming when you love someone so encompassing. Yeah. No matter how or where they came from or who they even are. Right. I mean, uh, you know, so we when talk you about fully love and, mm-hmm. and are so connected to another human. It's such a powerful thing. Absolutely. Which is why, like, you know, the the thing about codependency is thinking about loving someone and caring about them so much and not wanting them to be hurt and not wanting to hurt them, right. but also detaching from the idea that they're going to get hurt. Right. They're, you know, I don't want to hurt somebody. I It's never been my goal to do that. Like, I, right. I don't want to somebody to be hurt right you don't start your mornings with a cup of coffee and being like whose feelings can i crush or hurt today (laughs) because i'm not a fucking sociopath you're not a troll (laughs) but i think most people don't think that way right no i mean true because it's true and genuinely things are not intentional right and there there's a pathology if you wake up in the morning and going you know whose souls can i crush uh mr burns comes to mind oh yes i know the fingers but i i think that you know our being vulnerable and teaching our humans how to be vulnerable. Right. However we do that, right? right? So I have clients, you have kiddos. Yep. You know, we every day model vulnerability. Oh, I have to ask them to be incredibly vulnerable. I have to ask them to do things like a FAFSA. Yeah. As hard as that is. I have, that's the financial aid form. That's the financial aid form. I have to say, okay, kiddo, you are a grown-up now. You're a senior. You're going to be graduating. You stated you want to go to college. I need you to do this. I need you to follow through. I need you to be receptive to the guidance that I'm giving you as your first steps in the direction towards your future. Even I have though to that's ask them terrifying. to trust me. Yep. And they are terrified about those next steps. All of them just deer in headlights, adorable. Yeah. Blinking eyes, looking at me. And I'm like, don't worry. I'm here for you. Right. I have to ask these students to take assessments, and that sounds scary. Hey, hon, you know, today we're going to take this assessment. Don't worry. It's all about you. There are no wrong answers. Sure. I just need to collect some data. Eyes. Don't worry. You've got this. I, I have to ask them to cooperate and trust in me that what I'm doing is to help them, to support them, to care for them, to nurture them, to, to guide them. Yeah. I have to ask tiny humans whose brains are not even all the way done developing or functioning or all the things yet to be very open and receptive and vulnerable with me. And that's, you know, that's my job. Like, I have to sit there and go, okay, we're going to talk about, and I don't do it on the first day, and and I certainly, you know, people come in with trauma, and I'm, there are therapists who are like, tell me about the fucking worst day of your life. I don't do that. Ease into it. I don't, let's not start there. Yeah. Right? Like, tell me what you want to talk about. Right. Because if you come in and have to tell your story over and over and over and then assume somebody's going to judge you, you're not going to ever do that. No, it's a big loop. Right. It's a big loop. So recognizing that vulnerability is a big part of what we do as humans, you and I. But it's it's a big part of what humans do every day. Yeah. Right? And so really recognizing what that is and then how do I go through my day and be vulnerable Mm-hmm. soft front mm-hmm. and yet be strong enough to do it every day absolutely and so Have with that, that courage we got to be done because we just fucking blew through that where did the time go <laughs> why are you so engaging <laughs> because you 
know, we're just going to take some time. And, and our, our, our podcast is vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? Like we are out here talking about hard things and we talk about ourselves. Yeah. And I am so grateful to everyone who listens and gets something from it. Because I have had tremendous feedback, you know, you've had feedback from people. great feedback. And people listen and they love what we're putting out there. Please share our podcast. Please share um, your feedback with us. We are open to it. Um, And and get out there and be vulnerable. It is not easy, obviously. Um, You know, we get choked up. We talk about hard things um, from who we are. and, And I'm so grateful to be able to do this and to have our listeners and people who love and care and respect us who listen because that, I mean, we have done something amazing Mm -hmm. just from our conversations. We have created this thing that we have heard from people that listen, they get something from it and that is vulnerable on our part, but it's worth it. It's awesome. It's so amazing. It's awesome. Thank you so much for listening. Reach out. Suggest topics. Sure. If you'd like to hear uh, hear some 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 information, some dialogue, some conversations, some fun times, maybe. Yeah. Um. Reach out to us at X the number two T H E X E N N I A L at gmail dot com X to the Zennial dot com and please share provide feedback and take care and be yeah be vulnerable yeah. tell chris to freaking make another pot of coffee stop stuffing that down he'll just you know just do it do it tell i was like who's chris it's just an example <laughs> he always drinks the last cup of fucking coffee anyway have a wonderful evening we'll talk to you soon